Welcome to One Cause Church. We hope you enjoy this inspirational message. Praise the Lord. I want to thank um, Pastor Eric and Pastor Heather and the congregation for having us. Man, I always say God is good. That's my favorite line. You know why? Because he is. Doesn't matter how I feel, what I feel, how I feel like, what I feel like, how I get up, God is going to always be good. That's just his nature. He's a good, good father. You know, I, I catch myself sometime, I'm listening to Chris Tomlinson, a good, good father, and I'll be driving down the road and tears come down my eyes because he's been a good, good father to me, you know? I mean, when you know he's good, you don't want to keep it to yourself, you know what I mean? And tears start running down my eyes, and I say, you're a good, good father. And I'm driving down the road, and I'm like, you're a good, good father, and I'm like, Lord, help me. Because you are good and always good. That's just your nature. You know, I, I was five years old and my grandfather went home to be with the Lord at five. And I didn't even know scripture back then, right? So I was like, um, God, would you be a father to me? I didn't have a father growing up, so God always been my father. And, and he was always good to me. And I didn't understand and I didn't appreciate it until I got to grow up a little bit. I couldn't stay in elementary. So I had to move from elementary to junior high. And then I started moving to high school, and then, you know, you go to college. And every, t- every level, just like an onion, God began to reveal, reveal himself to you. You know, I was cutting onions the other day, and, and I'm like, man, I'm getting tired of layer after layer after layer. And then you want to get to the heart. You know, the heart of the matter is love. You know, when God made us, he made us in his own image and in his own likeness. He made us just like him. You know, and when you go around and, you know, I get the privilege of going to different churches and I get to see the body of Christ. And I was like, man, I'm, I'm at home. So, I mean, I say celebration. You know, when we come to the house of God, it's a celebration. You know, I dress because I know I'm going to see my father here in my father's house. You know, there's every, every nationality in my father's house. So I look forward to going different places. They say, when are you going to rest? I say, I like going to see family. It's like a big family reunion, you know what I mean? And when we all realize that we're all a big family in the house of God, knowing that we made in his image and in his likeness, then it begin to change your attitude. It's a love thing, you know? I know we're going to go to Genesis chapter 1, but it's a love thing. If you don't know, I love people. That's why I tell people I'm in the, I'm in the people business. I love people. I don't care how you look. You can be polka dotted. I love you. I can love them polka dots right out of you. <laughs> That's a good, good father. And see, when we really begin to love people, people are going to want what we have. When God created you, he put something eternally in you. Not to keep to yourself. But people can go to different levels in your life. But until you discover who you are in Christ, you'll never go to the level. You know, when God created you, he created you with purpose. So purpose was discovered before you even, before even God came out, before you even was born. God said, hey, I got a purpose here, and I need somebody to fill this purpose, so now I got to have production. So you're a production of purpose. You know, when you go to the assembly line, you buy a car or something, you know what? The first thing they do is they, they do a blueprint. You think, oh, that's a brand new car. No, they didn't already discovered it. In your life, you got to discover who you are. In him, and then everybody want to be a part of it. You wonder why people drawn to you? 
because they want you to go to your destiny. They want to see what God has put in you. When God made you, he said, I put a piece of myself in you. He didn't redeem you just so you to go to heaven. He redeemed you so he, he wouldn't lose his purpose. Satan hates you because God created you just like him. It's not even about you. It's, the, it's about you discovering who you are in him, your purpose, your destiny, your dreams. I reminded of a story of a young little girl that was riding on a, she, her and her dad was riding on a, on a cruise. I like to go on journeys. So they was cruising. On a cruise ship, a little girl couldn't even, you know, everybody else standing around and looking at the edge of the cruise ship. Little girl couldn't even. She, she was standing on her tiptoes. She could only see so far. And her daddy noticed this. And so what daddy did, good daddy, you know, he put it on his shoulder. Man, he put it on his shoulder. And you know what? She moved from a place of sight to a place of vision. She's seen unlimitedly. When we get on the shoulders of God, we don't live by sight anymore. We live by faith. See, God is a God of faith. And the Bible says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. He that comes to God must believe that he is, that he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. So it's not an option for us believers to function by faith. It says, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be accepted unto your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. So my words got to be his words. You see, it's like an eagle. I love eagles. That's my favorite bird. So I don't like buzzards because they fly so low. I like eagles because they can soar in the midst of a storm. And they, they soar. They learn how to flap their wings. They, they just spread their wings and just soar in the midst of a storm. And they got x-ray vision. They can see farther than 100 miles. And they can see. And they know they pray from a distance. So I love eagles. Because I think I'm an eagle. Because I see farther than I ever seen before. Because I got vision. I don't live by what I see in my natural eye. I see what I have in my heart. See, God put a piece of himself on the inside of you, and that's where you have to live from the inside out, not from the outside in. Most of us limit ourselves by what we see. Oh, I'm sick. No, I don't say that. By his stripes, I'm healed. I declare the word of God because the Bible says life and death is in the power of the tongue. So what are you speaking over your life? What are you declaring? He said, whatever you decree, I'll establish and light up the way. So you got to decree. I always say it's like a bridge. You got to cross the bridge. You know, sometimes you got the little narrow bridge. Some of you need to begin to speak life in your circumstance and situation. Or you got that little narrow bridge. And if you look to the left or to the right, you begin to fall. But the Bible says, looking under Jesus. He's the author and finisher of our faith. So if we're going to function like God, we got to function by the words that come out of our mouth. When he created us in his image and his likeness, he made us a speaking spirit like him. So if you speak faith, you get faith. If you speak fear, you get fear. It's all up to you, though, what you speak. Life and death is in the power of your tongue. I can't speak for you. You got to speak for yourself. So what are you speaking? Because you're only a byproduct of what you've been speaking in your life. So if you've been speaking sickness, sickness comes. You know it's not from God. I don't know who came up with this weird stuff. Sickness from God. If sickness from God, why do you go to the doctor? And if God wanted you to be poor, why do you work? Why do you get a job? Because work is what you're called to do. But work and job is two different things. Because when you know your purpose, your passion, there's always provision.
So I don't work for money. I know my purpose. I know my passion. I know why God created me. He pulls it out of me every day. So when I leave this earth, I have nothing else to give. I didn't pour out all the water that I could give. So you got to understand how you living. Most people, when, when he created Adam, Adam then uh, he walked in the cool of the day because God wanted a relationship with Adam. So when that little girl was sitting on, on her daddy's shoulder, she had a relationship with the father. So she began to think like the father. She began to speak like the father. She began to act like the father. It's not based on you. It's based on your relationship with the father. I love the word and the word loves me. So when you come in love with the word and you become one with the word, he said, if, the, if, if I abide in you and my word abide, abide in you, you can speak what you, you can pray, speak what you say, and it'll be done. But it's about relationship with the father. That little girl, she was so excited because she began to see. She began to see where she was going out of her heart. When was the last time you began to look from your heart and see what God has for you? God had a choice, right? When, the, when he created the earth, he had a choice. Darkness was there. But he didn't see darkness. What God did, he did what was on the inside of him. He seen light. And he didn't ask light to be. He commanded light. So you don't have to ask the Father what you have a right to. You just command it to come. A lot of us, we'd be like, Lord, heal me. No, I'm already healed. By your stripes, I'm healed. Sickness is not a part of my DNA. See, a lot of y'all get caught up in the natural DNA. I got a spiritual DNA. So if sickness is not in heaven, sickness don't have no right to me. When it attacks, it's a foreign object. So when it attacks me, I didn't already spoke healing, so I just believe what is, I believe I receive it right then and there. See, what we have to learn to do is make confessions every day. Don't wait till it come. We, oh, I don't have time to make confessions. I spend 30 minutes a day making confessions. My prayer time, my devotion time is confessing what God says about me. I'm trying to take you on a journey that I walk every day. Because I want to act like God. I want the world to see God. I don't want them to see me. I want them to see my father. I'm just a representative of him. So I'm just representing him. And everything that he got in heaven, I have a right to. So when I begin to act like him, I just, I don't even have to ask God. God said, that's my son. Let me pour this on him. Let me pour this on him. Let me overtake him. Let me overwhelm him. Because when they see the goodness of God in your life, hey, they want the God that you serve. When you begin to act like God, stop acting like mere men and act like God. It's okay to be acting like God. We're afraid in the church to say we little G's, we little gods on the earth. That's why God made you, made you just like him, to act like him, to speak like him. You're a little G. Don't be afraid. I'm a little God. Say it. I'm a little God. Don't be afraid to say that. It scares, your, your, it scares the religious spirit in you. I tell him I walk like God. I talk like God. I speak like God because he made me just like him. I'm a dude. That's why Satan hates me. I look too much like him. I'm going to chip off the whole block. That's what he says in Genesis. Chapter 1, verse 26, you don't believe me? Let's look at it. I got to show church people who they are. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. That's plain, right? Image, likeness. 
I'm like him. If God is a little G, a big G, then I'm a little G. If God got power, I got power. Right? It's simple. But we make it complicated because we try to grab it right here. But we got the mind of Christ. And if we have the mind of Christ, we got to think like Christ. Why well, as he said, after our likeness, let them have dominion. Say, I got dominion. You got dominion over everything. All the creeps in the world, you got dominion over them. Don't be afraid of the creeps creeping around. You got dominion over them. Got dominion over sickness, disease, poverty, lack, whatever you facing. You got dominion over it. You're acting like God. God's saying, wait a minute, this is my child acting like me. This is all God looks for, for us to act like him. The world needs to see Christ, and the only Christ they're going to see is the Christ in us. They're not going to read your little Bible. They're going to read your life. Everybody want to witness the people. Let your life be a witness. I'll lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. Why? Because it's not me. It's Christ in me, the hope of glory. When I release it, God release it. Well, I'm duplicating what's in heaven. I'm already seeing it there, so I got to act like I'm there. Live out of your spirit, not out of your flesh. God looking for spiritual beings. Just because you got a little dirt on you don't mean you can't act like God. Take a shower. Wash yourself in the word. Use the right soap. The Holy Spirit is there to help you. My body's a temple where the Holy Spirit dwells. So I got I to gotta be yielded to the Holy Spirit. I can't live this life outside of him. How do animals live better than us? A, water, a fish, no, he can't live outside of water. But humanity won't live outside of God. He created you. He put a piece of himself inside of you so you can act like him in the earth. You know what I love about Adam? Adam got to name every animal. He said giraffe. Hey, you're going to be a giraffe today. And gave life to that giraffe. Why? He was duplicating because he seen what God did. He said, man, I can duplicate God. He said giraffe B. Giraffe got up and started walking. God didn't do what Adam did. God just taught him how to do it. We're always looking at, oh, man, I need to, I need, I'm not the one in need. No. I want to take the, five, the two fish and the five loaves and multiply them. If Jesus did it, I can do it. All I got to do is take them and give them back to the Father, and then they begin to multiply. You want to get your finances right, give it to the Father, bless it, and it'll multiply. You want to know prosperity, give it to God, and he'll multiply. See God as your source. Stop seeing your job as your source. They can't pay you what you're worth. You're too, you too much. You got too much on the inside of you. They can't even pay you what's the worth. The world can't even pay you what you're worth. That's why I got to come from heaven. We always asking and begging. I'm tired of asking and begging. No, I want heaven here on earth. You created me just like you created Adam and you put him in the garden of, of Eden. God redeemed us and he put us right back in the garden. God didn't lose it. What we have, we have lost our identity. God didn't lose it. We lost it. But Jesus came and redeemed us. And when he came and redeemed us, he put us right back where God had put us. Not for you to go to heaven. Everybody want to go to heaven. Man, I want to operate in here just like Jesus. When I get there, I get there. I'm already seated there anyway, so it doesn't matter to me. Only thing I'm going to give up is my flesh. I don't care. I'm a spirit man. That live in a body and have a soul. Change the way you think. When you change your thoughts, you begin to soar high like an eagle. Stop hanging out with them buzzards. 
You got to stop hanging out with buzzards, letting people just speak in your life any kind of way. I don't let people speak in my life. Get out of here. In love, I'm believing God for too much. I ain't got time for buzzards. You don't know my father, then you can't be speaking in my life. We let the world speak in our life. We let the news speak in our life. Bob said, God, you're hard for out of it flows the issues of life. What are, you, what are you letting in your heart? That's the real you that's on the inside. wonder why you can't look like God, because you got all this confusion on the inside. Now I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm the apple of God's eye. I walk in victory. I don't have to think about it. I walk in it. Money is attracted to me. I talk like that. People, I talk like that. People go out of their way to bless me. I'm the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath. I'm a lender and not a borrower. I'm blessed in the city, blessed in the country, blessed going out and blessed coming in. Everybody afraid of it. Oh, name it and claim it. I'm not name claim it. I'm just saying what God says. I'm eating from the Father's table. You got to know what table you eat from. You can't just eat from any table. All food ain't good food. Some of it upsets your stomach. So you can't eat every, every, I don't eat everybody's cooking. I ain't trying to take Pepto-Bismol. But when I eat from the Father's table, I eat good. I eat good. And it's a nice seat. Because I'm seated there. So I get to see what's in heaven. The healing of the nations. So I think nationally, I think globally, the healing of the nation. On my phone, I got a, G, a G650ER. Every day I look at it. I say, thank you, Lord. Healing for the nations. Lord, in my voice, I go to the nations. And Lord, I don't have to go to the airport. I don't have to go and get through TSA and all that. I can just go straight to the airport, call the pilot, and let's go. That's how I think. Let's go touch the whole city. See, when you pastor, when you pastor a church, you want to pastor the city. If your church closed down, the whole city's like, wait a minute, we ain't letting this church out of here. These people, are, hey, if these people leave, then our whole city going to crumble. That's how I think about a job. I walk in that job, I say, man, I bring great wealth to this company. If I leave, that company going to dry up in confusion. So they better take care of me. God sent me there. I'm on a mission. See, we don't think like that. We're like, I'm working for money. I ain't working for no money. Money works for me. God is my source. When you begin to see God as your source, then money is the least thing. It's elementary. See, that's why you're in elementary. Some of you are in elementary because you don't see God as your source. That's how elementary people think. They don't see God as their source. God is an unlimited God. And he, and he gave you the provision. Some of you going to get to heaven, and you're going to look in your warehouse like, Lord, what is all this in my warehouse? My warehouse is going to be so empty. I ain't going to have nothing in there. God going to say, man, you have my angels working overtime. I say, God, you shouldn't have told me. Uh-oh. I dropped this. It's all good. I put it in my pocket. Hold on. See, they call me Rocket for a reason. I knocked the mic off and everything else. <laughs> I just want to, hey, I just want to take you there. We're going out of orbit. <laughs> you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Yes. All right. Come on now. We got to get out of this elementary attitude. 
The world really needs to see the body of Christ stand up and be the body of Christ. I'm tired of looking on the news. I start weeping when I seen on the news about Galveston. I say, where the church at? We got authority. We sitting back just letting these, the demonic spirit just take over our high schools. Man, tell your kids to go in there and, and, and pray. Why don't your parents pray? Why don't you begin to take over your community? That's what I think. That's how I think. Man, whatever I, what you said, whatever place in my soles of my feet tread, it belonged to us. So I'm walking. You, may, you might need to walk your neighborhood. See, I walk now. I, I used to didn't walk a lot. Now I walk a lot. I'm like, man, I want to take over. I want to get my body right because I want to live a long time. I'm trying to live to 110 unless Jesus come back. And then because that 110, I ain't got nothing else to give. Still preaching, still loving on people. But it's time for us to take over our community. That's your garden, right? Whatever community you live in, God gave you, that's your garden. So if crime is in your garden, what do you do with it? He said, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. We're like, oh, I got a beautiful house. Okay, you got a house, but that's your garden. So that whole block or that whole community belongs to you. What we got to do is huddle up and get the play. Huh? Begin to walk your neighborhood. They think you're trying to lose weight, but just walk your neighborhood. <laughs> Say, Lord, this, this neighborhood belongs to you. Yeah. Lord, I call your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Yeah. I call heaven here in this community. I call heaven right here, right now, Father God. I command angels to come over my, over my neighborhood. I charge angels because they, they work for you. Your angel's mad because you ain't using them. If you don't want to use them, just let me know. I'll call your angel for you. I need extra angels. You don't want to use them. I can. Call your angels. Set them from the north, south, east, and west. No, every crime stop here today in Jesus' name. So you got to say that. Now, Lord, everybody that come in our neighborhood, Lord, we, they, you know, they got this neighborhood watch stuff going on, right? They trying to do it in the, in the flesh. But the Bible says we fight not against flesh and blood, but principalities and powers and rulers of darkness in high places. So what we got to do is begin to take those principalities and powers and rulers of darkness in high places and put, put them out. Evict them out of your neighborhood. Begin to evict them out of your schools. Begin to evict them. Tell them you don't belong here. This is where the kingdom of God abides. Not just in your home. You're being selfish if you just do it in your home. I'm talking about neighborhoods. I'm talking about communities. I'm talking about nations. I'm talking about cities. Amen? Because they need to look like, you need to look like God. Your, your community need to look like heaven. If you see it there, no sickness in my neighborhood. No disease, no plague, no flu. You got to talk like that. You're talking like God now. And you're enjoying heaven on earth. Every couple that's in my neighborhood, their marriages, it's like heaven on earth. Begin to speak that in your neighborhood, like heaven on earth. But we always sit up there and just let these things happen. And we got the power. We got the victory. We got Christ in us, the hope of glory. We got the greater one living on the inside. And we're like, oh, man, what are we going to do? Let's look to the government. I ain't looking at them. They don't have the answer. We have the answer. That's why you was born at this time in this season. You know, everybody want to live back in the Bible days. You're living in the Bible days. You're still in the book of Acts. <laughs> I want them to talk about me. Paul, man, what did you do? Hey, Paul, I follow. But you know what? The greater one. Jesus was my example. 
Thank you, Paul, for what you've done, but I looked unto Jesus. My eyes is on Jesus, not on Paul. Paul, you did great, but you was a mere man like me. But I'm looking to Jesus. I don't want to be just any man. Everybody likes Superman, but Superman limited. He, got, he get caught up with kryptonite. Mm-mm, kryptonite can't stop this. God has power over kryptonite, and he lives on the inside of me. You got power. What are you doing with the power? What are you doing with the power? You're just sitting on it. No power. We're sitting there just like, oh, God, when are you going to move? Everybody say, God, when are you going to move? God said, I done done all I was going to do. What are you doing with what I gave you? What are you doing with it? We come church Sunday after Sunday, Wednesday after Wednesday. We want Sunday service. We go to every conference. And God said, what are you doing with the power? You got knowledge and understanding, but what are you doing with it? You got all this information, all this knowledge, all this revelation, and you're just sitting on it. But the last time I read, you got to have corresponding action with what you have. You got to apply it, right? If you know it, then you got to apply it in every area of your life. So why do we do it? Go to your schools. Lay hands on those schools. Walk around those schools. Say, God, this, is, this will not happen here. This will not happen in our school. This will not happen in our neighborhood. I charge angels around here. Walk around it. You remember the walls of Jericho? Man, go on and do a praise dance if you want to. Go on and do it. Hey, put somebody out there and, and let them play instruments. Walk around it seven times and watch the walls fall down. Jericho fall. And you know what it does? It falls from the inside. Not from the outside. It can't touch you, but it destroys everything on the, everything on the inside that don't belong there. What are you doing? We got fat Christians. Faithful, available, and teachable, but they don't apply it. I told God, I said, God, I want to be 240 again. I don't know how that feels. <laughs> but you know what he said? Just release it. So everywhere I go, I just release everything. I'm, I say, man, I'll be 240 in no time. Playing football again. Running track again. I'm like, where that guy going? Infinity and beyond. I don't know about you, but I think like that. I like. I want to be the first pastor on on the hey out on the planet preaching the gospel because everybody looking. Give me a rocket, infinity and beyond. No limit. We got to change the way we think. We limit ourselves. Some of us, God gave us ideas, creative ideas, and witty inventions, and we're sitting on it. I know I'm in your business now, but the spirit of the Lord is in your business. Oh, God, I got a guarantee that I get a paycheck. But God say, get your eyes off that paycheck. Put your eyes on him. You got to step out there. People waiting on you. And they're not going to ever get to heaven because you're not moving. You're sitting down. And I don't want to stand before God and he say, why didn't this one get there? Cause, Lord, because I didn't get there. I don't want that on my, I don't want that on my record. I say, Lord, I kept moving. Step by step. So everybody that goes with me, we're moving step by step. 
If I get out of step, I know how to change step and get back in step. But we're going step by step, God. You order my steps in your word. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Step by step. Every family member, not one family member will be lost, Lord. Step by step. I'm not giving up on them, Lord. I love them because you love them, Lord. I don't care where they're at right now, but step by step, God, we're going to make it in. Step by step, Lord, we're going to pull their destiny. Step by step, Lord, we're pulling them. See, don't matter if they're on crack and drugs and all that. Step by step, I'm not letting them go. See, when I join that hand with my hand and I'm connected, Lord, step by step, I'm pulling them out of poverty. I'm pulling them out of life step by step. It's not about me. It's about everybody that I'm connected to. God didn't allow your family to to be a part of your family for you to leave them there. He wanted you to pull them step by step. And even if you get out of step, you change step, get back in step, and God will bring them. God is a God of restoration. He'll restore them and bring them back in step. You just got to move step by step, step by step. I don't care if you make me mad. I love you. Let's go step by step. I don't care. I'm not going gonna, gonna to forgive you. Let's go step by step. Oh, you're talking crazy to me. Let's go. I love you too much to get caught up in what you're doing. You can talk about me, but I love you too much. Let's go step by step. Some of us need to get rid of unforgiveness, bitterness from previous things that happened when you was young. You're still holding on to it. And you wonder why God can't use you. Let it go. It ain't worth the piece of eternity that you have in you. It ain't worth it. But you got to move step by step. When was the last time you took step by step? Oh, they won't let me pray. I pray. They won't let me pray step by step. I pray in the spirit all the time, step by step. I'll be at work. You can't do that at work. Step by step. God, I thank you. See, I don't have, I don't have to pray out loud, but I'm going step by step. My steps are ordered by you, Lord. Lord, I'm surrounded with favor like a shield. Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. You said every place that the soles of my feet tread, it belongs to us. So, Lord, it's belong to us. I'm a representative. I don't stop being a representative of God just because I leave church. Some of you stop doing that. Like, okay, I, I went to church. I did my duty. I'm done. I gave my tithes today. I sat under the word today. But that's not how you do it. Jesus don't leave you just because you leave church. I mean, what if I just drive my car and never put gas in it? It ain't going too far. It get empty sooner or later, right? You come to church to get full, to go back out, and touch lives yeah. step by step. Yeah. Step by step. I, I was telling him earlier today, this one lady, I, I, I seen her open a door. I don't even know the name of the store. I was seeing this, and she went and opened this door. And, then, you know, I like suits. I like to dress. You know what I mean? I know I'm going to the Father's house. I was like, man, I just like to dress. I, I guess when I get to heaven, I have one of those robes too, just like Jesus had. <laughs> Fancy. You know, but I like to dress. So I went there and I'm like, oh, I ain't going to buy no suit. I'm like, oh, man, I ain't going in there because I say, test temptation. I got a lot of suits. That's temptation. I don't need another suit. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I, 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 I see myself drawn to her for some reason. I'm like, oh, Lord, here we go again, God. I can't even just enjoy a nice Saturday. You know, you, got, you always have me on assignment 24-7. So I walked in there. I was like, man, that's a that's nice suit, but I'm not buying suit. 
And then I seen two shirts that I, need, that I wanted, but I'm like, ah, I don't really need those. But it gave me an opportunity to minister to her. She, was ble- she, did, she didn't know she, she, she didn't know. I was like, man, I'm in the people business. I love people. She said, I don't trust nobody. But I mean, I just kept talking to her. Kept making her laugh. And I just kept talking to her. I said, man, I love people. I'm in the people business. I love people. You know, and she, sooner or later, you know, she began to open up a little bit. She lost her father. She finished school, graduated from high school. She lost her father at a young age. And so I, I shared my story with her. And then next thing I know, she said, I need an organ. I don't have, I'm missing one organ. I didn't get this organ. I said, you know what? We can pray and believe God. I believe in creative miracles. So I believe in your storehouse. God got an organ for you. So, so I was like, she said, man, I never heard that. I said, you know what? And you're a product of purpose. So you're not an accident. You're here on purpose. And I say, I, I wasn't going to come, but God sent me here just for you on purpose. And let me tell you something. God loves you too. God wanted me to tell you he'll be a father to you. So I start speaking in a line. I start acting like, a, like God. And then I say, here come a creative miracle too. God's going to give you a new organ. I bought the two shirts. I said, God, now this is seed because this was your assignment. You just invited me to go in. But this is seed. So when I get to heaven, if I don't see her again, I get to heaven, I know she got a new organ. And she's going to run to me and find me. But I was just walking, enjoying my journey. But God knew that she needed an organ. She had to, he had to send somebody that was willing to be obedient. Sometimes we get in a rush. Oh, man, I got to go to the grocery store, get this, this, and get out of there. No, be still. Don't rush. God, you, have, God, you want me to touch anybody's life today? I always say this. This is one of my prayers. Let my light so shine before men that they see my good works and glorify my Father in heaven. That'd be my prayer every day. Why? Because it's not about me. I want them to know my Father. So every, every step I take is a divine step. He's never, he said he'll never leave you nor forsake you. You just forget he's there. I don't forget he's there. He's always there. We have a Holy Ghost time all the time. People at work, they say, man, you're always excited. What I got, you know... <laughs> I don't, I say, you want this? I wish I was like you. I say, no, you want this? You don't know what it costs me to get here, but what it costs God to, to use me. I'm always in awe of God that he would even use me. I'm in awe. I was like, God, I'm always in awe of you, that you would even use humanity. I always look, I love Psalms, they say, what is man that thou art mindful of him, the son of man that thou visit him, and crowned him with glory and honor. I love that. How excellent, how excellent is thy name, O God. What is man? Then the other day God said, you know why? Because a piece of me is in you. And he made us a little lower than himself. God made us a little bit lower than him. It said Elohim. A little bit lower than him. Not lower than the angel, but a little bit lower than him himself. So that tells us we're in the God class. So we got to act like him. And, you know, Satan is in the angel class. So why would you let an angel wreak havoc in your life when you're above him? He said whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Every day I, when I pray for people, I bind the spirit behind it. Bind the strong man first. See, we go up there and we ask for God to heal somebody, but the first thing you got to do is bind the strong man first. 
Then release. Then release healing. Then release prosperity. We try to go up there and, oh, uh, yeah, it's okay, but you got to bind the strong man. He's been there for a while. So when I get to pray for people, one of the things I do is I bind the strong man. And I talk to that spirit of cancer. If God didn't put you there, you got to go. You're evicted now in Jesus' name. You got to go. I'm not asking you. I'm commanding you to go. God don't ask nothing. He commands. He said, light be. It was. It's still going. They can't, we can't even catch up with light. Because God said it. When you begin to speak like God, I don't care what, all heaven and earth will pass away before one jot of his word passed. When you begin to speak like God, it don't have no choice but to manifest. He said he hastened to his word to perform it. God said, I'll perform it. Don't, don't you just speak it and I'll take care of it. I don't need your help. We got to move out the way and let God be God. Let God be God. Amen? Amen? Is this good? I'm telling you, act like God. Don't be scared. People are like, oh, you stuck up? No, I'm like God. I don't care what you say. I'm acting like God. You say you're sick? No, you're healed in Jesus' name. You'll chip off the old block. You're not far away. You're just like him. Jesus said, if you believe in me and the works I do, the greater works will you do than me. Because I go to the Father. I believe God for miracles every day. I say, God, manifest. Everywhere we go, manifest, God. Manifest your glory. Manifest your power. Lord, I thank you for miracles, creative miracles. Signs and wonders will manifest. He say, signs and wonders follow the believer. I ain't looking for them. I'm not running from one conference after another conference just for them. No, they followed me. Goodness and mercy followed me. I don't have to look behind me. What are we looking for? Can I give you a secret? It's on the inside of you. What are you looking for? It's on the inside of you. Start looking on the inside. God looked on the inside of him and saw what was. Why don't you look on the inside of you? Because you're born anew. Look on the inside of you. Like the little girl sitting on her father's shoulder. She stopped looking with her natural eyes. Began to see with her spiritual eyes. So she didn't live a life limited. This is what I wrote. Sight is the function of the eye while vision is the function of the heart. Sight is the function of the eye while vision is a function of the heart. God just wants you to live out of your heart. That's what God did. When he seen darkness and confusion and emptiness, he seen what was in his heart. And he said, light be. And you know what was good? The Holy Spirit was there hovering. You have the Holy Spirit. He hovering over your word. You have the same creative power. It's there. Oh, God, move. No, you move. He gave it to you. What are you doing with it? And I'm getting ready to close, but I, 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 I'll finish this right here. The faith vision is crucial because the way you see things determine how you think and act, and therefore, whether or not your vision will become a reality. Proverbs 23 and 7 say, as a person thinketh in his heart, so is he. Do you have sight 
Or do you have vision? God is a vision. He don't live by sight. Amen? You don't need to be big to think great thoughts. You just need to think great thoughts to become big. Change the way you think. Begin to think like God. You got him. When I was um, getting ready to close, when I was thinking, and this one tripped me out because my daughter know I love to pray for people. So I was up there and she's like, she asked the little lady, she said, hey, can my dad pray for you? I'm like, how do you know I want to pray for her? She said, because I know your thoughts. The more you hang out with God, the more you begin to know his thoughts. You begin to know his thoughts. Your thoughts become less important. His thoughts become greater. And then he began to take you on an adventure. I was like, man, I've been on an adventure. I tell people I'm on a journey of faith. I've been on an adventure ever since I've been with God. And you know what? The deep cries out for the deep. So until I get to eternity, and then when I get there, I'll still be on an adventure. Because I'll begin to see places I've never seen before. But my warehouse is going to be so empty. I'm like, God, can you build me another one? <laughs> can you put at least something in there for me? But you know what God said? He said he do exceedingly, exceedingly abundantly above all that I ask the thing according to the power that working in me. So I'm saying, empty your warehouse. You know, write you, you know, when I used to work supply, you had the supply list and every time somebody needs something, they give you an invoice and you draw from that, that, that warehouse what they needed and you'll fill it. That's what prayer is. Don't make prayer complicated. Just give God your invoice. And allow God to fill it. Fill it. You want your warehouse to be empty. So we just got to keep on filling it. You know, fill it till it run over. That's the God we serve. But we got to begin to think like him, act like him, speak like him. Prayer is wonderful. I love praying. Because I get to pray and I get to see not with these natural eyes, but with my spiritual eyes, I see what God has for me. That's why I know that just should live by faith. We walk by faith. Amen. I just pray that this was, this was a good message for you today. I pray that your life will never be the same. That you will go higher and farther. You'll, you'll meet me on infinity and beyond. I love Tori's story. <laughs> infinity and beyond. God never wanted us to live here. He always wanted us to live, bring heaven down here on earth so it can look, heaven, earth can look just like heaven. When you go to heaven, you know what? God's going to make a new heaven and a new earth so you're not going to stay in heaven long. <laughs> All you that looking forward to go to heaven, you will come back to the earth and live here anyway. But you don't have to worry about evil. Even today, we don't really have to worry about evil if we just take our position and begin to take authority over darkness. Take authority over it. God bless you to be in a neighborhood. Begin to take over that neighborhood. Don't just sit there and let things happen in your neighborhood. Stop looking at the news. I got some good news to tell you. I got some good news. Everybody won't look at the news. Do you watch the news? I say limited news. So I know how to pray. I don't let it get in my heart. I keep it out. I, was on, I used to ride a ship, and, and the only way that in the Navy, because I was in the Marine Corps, but they had to take us everywhere we wanted to go. But 
I would say we the men's department, but the Navy, I, I don't know, you know. But what I always tell them, they said, a ship won't sink unless it's water in. Your dreams won't die unless you let the world in. Keep the world out of your, out of your heart. Guard your heart. For out of it flows the issues of life. Stop letting everything in that don't line up with the word. Amen? I know I'm talking to believers today, right? I love talking to believers. If you're not a believer, say, let the redeemer of the Lord say so. God loves you. That's why I tell people, God loves you. But if anybody need prayer, I'm willing to pray for you. You know, but the word does what the word does. He says he sent his word and he healed us and delivers us from destruction. So I was like, man, I always, I always bring it and say, I'm willing to pray for you. But the word already done what it's going to do. It's going to take you higher than, than you've ever been before. That's always my prayer. Lord, let, never let me leave them where they was. Let me take them higher than they've ever been before. I live by three E's. I live like this, to empower, to encourage, and to equip. This is what I live by. And then when I talk to kids, I say, don't chase money. Find your purpose, what you're passionate about, and provision is always there. A lot of people chasing money, but you find your purpose. Your passion will meet your purpose. And when your passion and your purpose meet, there's good provision, unlimited provision. We just got to look for it. We got to dig for it. Because the greatest discovery is who you are in Christ. When you discover you, then you're wealthy. Ain't no money can, can pay what you're worth when you discover who you are. So I'm, I'm done. If you need prayer, I'm willing to pray for you. If you don't need prayer, praise God. I like that too. Be blessed, man. What an honor to be, be here and to just share what God gave me to this house. Well, let me tell you something about this house, though. What God's going to do for this house. I always see rivers and rivers and rivers of just overflowing. Overflowing, wells of overflow. In every aspect of this church, People from the north, south, east, and west will be a part of this house. Money from north, south, east, and west. You'll never lack again. But what God's going to also do, you got to be ready because God's going to elevate the leadership of this house and God's going to set order from another perspective. I always say the apostolic anointing because you're used to the pastoral anointing, but the apostolic anointing is a little bit deeper than the pastoral anointing. And so what God's going to do, he's going to elevate your pastors into the apostolic anointing. And once he apostolic, apostolic anointing, so it, the vision, I go deeper. I always, like, I always see it like the Air Force. They aim high, right? So you're going to go higher than you've ever been before. You're going to touch nations like you never touched before. You're going to raise up sons and daughters like you never raised before. People are going to come and they're going to want to be a part of what God is doing at One Cause Church because of your leadership, because of the grace and favor that God placed on them. And then they're going to birth things that you've never seen before, manifested miracles and signs and wonders, and, and the glory of God is going to fill this place, not just in One Cause, but the community because of One Cause. 
I just see rivers of water flowing all through McKinney and all through Allen, all through the surrounding areas. God birthing great things out of his kingdom for this house and this time and this season. So get ready. Make sure you're on time because you might not have a seat. Amen? You might not have a seat if you're not on time. You might not have a seat. And it's going to be every, every tongue, every tribe, and every nation. People that you've never seen before are going to be drawn here. Amen? Amen? So watch. Watch and see the hand of God. Amen? Amen. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.